Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. What we see on TV, in the movies, online, are making us believe things about our country that aren't true. And we're making major decisions based off perception, not reality. Instead of tackling inflation or the border, today our president signed a bill to classify lynching as a hate crime. How is this our top priority right now? Nobody's been lynched in America in decades. Call it whatever you want to call it, a hate crime. Fine with me. Good. It's heinous. But is this the top concern for the American people? This is behind the cost of living? And it's not just the president who doesn't know the country. It seems most of the country has no idea who we are either. What happened to hope and change? As far as I'm aware, there... As far as I'm aware, there hasn't been a lynching in America in the old style for at least 40 years. Uh, this, this used to be a problem in American history. By the way, the party of lynching was the Democrats. Uh, FDR, for example, was able to cement his alliance with Southern Democrats by blocking anti-lynching laws. All of this, of course, is completely swept under the rug. Uh, but to me today, to be passing federal laws against lynching is like passing federal laws against witch burning or federal laws against cannibalism. I suppose theoretically you could say it's occurring somewhere, someplace, but this is hardly a national or social problem. So there's a certain kind of dementia, I think, here in, in not only doing this, but then patting yourself on the back as if you're taking a courageous moral stance. <clears throat> he had to throw cannibalism in there. Are y'all listening? You know, yesterday at the Rose Garden ceremony, there was this atmosphere. I mean, members of Congress, the House, the Senate were there, the cabinet, civil rights leaders, president, vice president. I mean, I wish all of you could have been there. I really do. There was, there was this, there was a sense of, wow, we made history. After 100 years and over 200 Actually, actually, over a hundred years, because I didn't realize that the first anti-lynching bill was introduced in Congress, nineteen hundred. Um, the great grandniece of uh, Ida B. Wells spoke. You're going to hear her. She spoke. Where, where again, old style lynching. I'm sorry, and if the children are here, you know, just, what the fuck is old-style lynching? one 866 And DeSosa had to throw in, he had to throw in cannibalism. You know what that's all about. But there was this sense of, whew, we it, it was done. And Bobby Rush, God bless him. He's retiring from the house. Is this priority? Man, it took it took years to get this passed. It took Bobby Rush. Hell, it took, you know, I had a young man uh, yesterday who um, 
worked with uh, when she was Senate because um, she introduced the bill uh, as Vice President Kamala Harris now, but then when she was Senate. And you've heard us play the uh, the uh, clip where uh, McConnell, oh, I thought we did this. I thought we did this in the 60s. Well, if we need it, you know, yeah, I'd support it. In the, yeah. And then she's saying, Oh man, you got to put that that clip in the bank uh, in a safe. Save that. And then she and Cory Booker. Oh, and by the way, Tim Scott got to give him credit. Tim Scott finally came on board. Tim Scott came on board. This segment of the Madison uh, show, and 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 that includes your calls. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, brought to you by uh, One United, by One United Bank, and and I got to tell you, we're very proud of One United Bank, and uh, I really want to get to your, I really want to get to your calls. They make a difference. You can see how they feel about you, and hopefully you'll feel the same way about them. Join the new Black Wall Street at oneunited.com today. Here with Madison. Let me do this. Let's go right to the phones. That way I can get everybody on and get your response. I, I, I want you to respond to the clips that you heard. Boy, I t- ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, all the decent people out here. I'd be checking on my voter registration to make sure that these folks haven't purged me, haven't purged you. And if you're not registered to vote, and especially the young people, especially the young people, especially the young people. They may not hang you, you, you young people the old-fashioned way. They may not lynch you the old-fashioned way. Listen to me, young people. No, they just shoot you in the car. They just mistaken a taser, a, a gun, a, 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 you know, a taser for a gun for a taser. No, they just, they just put a, a chokehold on you or they put a knee in your back. Is the result the same? Is the result the same? Yes. You you end up dead. You're absolutely right. You end up dead. But it's a lynching. May not be Jim Crow, but it's his sophisticated cousin, James Crow Esquire. one 801 I got to tell you, this is more important, to be honest with you. Because the last couple of days, we've been focused on what happened at the Oscars. Glad that's over with. Wait, let's go to the phones. Anthony from Florida, first time caller. You're on with Madison. Go right ahead, Anthony. 
morning, Mr. Madison and everybody out there. I just wanted to say that when they talk about no one's been lynched in 40 years, my cousin was lynched in Mississippi, and to this day, we still don't know who did it in um, Oklahoma, Mississippi, and that was 1990. Wow. And when they started finding out who, you know, they had tips on who had did it, the police station that had the um, evidence, supposedly the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation showed up and got the evidence. And then when the real Mississippi Bureau of Investigation showed up, they said they gave it to the police, but it was people posing as police came and got the evidence. So we'll never know who did it now. But that was actually lynching being hung on a tree. Yeah. You know, I've got... uh... Well, it, it, see, there you, it, it was it was old fashioned lynching, not actual lynching. Right. I don't know what you mean? Yeah, but Oklahoma, I, I believe that's where uh, my relatives, uh, the uh, the Walkers side of the family, is is from. Matter of fact, I think they're having a family reunion this uh, this summer. I just brought that up when you mentioned it. Um, yeah, but <laughs> thank you. It, 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 and and oh, I know what I was going to say. And again. Think about old-fashioned lynching. Think about old-fashioned lynching. Nobody was prosecuted. Right. Nobody was prosecuted. I mean, there were folks who were visible, were, you know, we have postcards, we have photographs, people's faces. Oh, that's so-and-so. That's so-and-so. Not one of these people ended up going to, to uh, being prosecuted in any way, form, or, or, or fashion. Mike from Colorado. Go ahead, Mike. Good morning, Joe. Thank you for taking my call. Good morning. Uh, I was going to say, somebody stole my thunder a little bit ago about uh, uh, the Minnesota episode. I can't uh, can't even think of his name. I'm having a brain cramp. But they have the situation in Colorado with Elijah, where the police held him down and they shot him, and the medics shot him up with ketamine. That's a lynching. Uh, it does make a difference. It may not make a difference to that small demographic that don't care, but to the rest of the non-white population of America, it makes a huge difference. Let me and add, let me, let me well, <clears throat> let me make some. <clears throat> excuse me. Now understand, white people were lynched too. See yes. again, Goodman, Schwarner. And Cheney, right. <clears throat> you go, <clears throat> you, <clears throat> oh, man, <clears throat> I'm just, um, Bi- Biola Luzo. She was, she was murdered. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, and because she was driving yeah. black folks uh, who were in the South registering people you, to vote. You, you had merchants, you know, Jewish merchants who were lynched. I mean, you, right. you, you know, you, wait a minute, you had people who, it, it wasn't always a matter of race, you had folks who were lynched because they were a different religion. This is, this, you know, this isn't just black and, and white. We, we've had folks who were lynched because they, of their sexuality. True, I agree with you there, I'm, I, 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 kind of painted that with a narrow brush yeah i understand uh, I, I mean i'm just adding i'm just adding to it it's, it's not a, it's not criticism right. yeah no you're right right but and but the here's the but, but here's the but here, here's the point here's the point 
Man, this is what they said over at Fox. This is what they were doing at uh, at uh, at at Fox, and and that and once again, they're talking to their base, and and there's a political overtone. If if you take over the Senate, if you take over the House, guess what? We can repeal this Emmett Till. We and by the way, they would go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I wanted, the other difference is making, and this is a major one, it adds on a second federal charge to a murder charge. Yes. So if you don't get a conviction at the state for the murder, then you've got the federal hate charge and you've got the anti-lynching charge. Bingo. So those are all enhancements that make a major difference. You know, that's a great use of the word, enhancement. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Thank you for your input. Oh, one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. And, Joe, do you remember the case in Charlottesville where the man deliberately drove his car through the demonstrators, the protesters, doing a white nationalist rally in Virginia. You remember that? Oh, that yeah. was that was uh, James Alex Fields Jr. And he was sentenced to life plus 419 years on federal hate crimes. Now, That's the uh, case of Heather Heyer. Yeah, yeah, but let me add something. See, I've been doing this so long. I can remember uh, and when I was at WRC in Washington and the hate crime issue came up. These freaking yahoos then did not want the hate crime. I remember working with a guy. I don't know if he's in talk radio anymore. Just a stone out racist. He, I mean, he was a, I mean, you know, but he hit it. I mean, he wasn't one of these, you know, just, you know, name calling Klansman uniform wearing type guy. And their argument was the same as this the argument today. You don't need a hate crime. Mm-hmm. That was their argument. Look, I wish I could go back and pull up some of those uh, uh, those, those uh, audio clips. It was the same argument mm-hmm. when, when the hate crime bill was introduced. Oh, we don't need the hate crime bill. We don't need the anti Same argument. Oh, it's just murder. Why do you need a hate crime? Ladies and gentlemen, because they don't want to be held accountable. They don't want it. Anyhow. Right. Right. one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. As somebody said, there are nuances to this. There are nuances to this. Oh, I remember those days. I remember those debates. <sighs> oh, they don't need a hate crime bill. Murder's murder. Ben from Virginia. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Madison. Can you your team? Uh, I, I I follow you on Instagram, so I saw the pictures that you posted yesterday. So those those are look pretty good. But uh, I think it's it's uh, speaking about the clips that that you played earlier. Uh, I think it's, it's it's shades of white privilege as well. I don't think these guys are are, are that dumb that they don't understand some of the points. Oh, that stop it! Stop it, Ben! No, I'm stopping you, Ben. Yeah, no, please, don't <laughs> don't don't ever say that again. Oh, they know exactly what they're doing. Oh, they, they, this is a philosophy. This is a deep-seated belief. This is nothing to play with. This is not some just, you know, somebody, oh, let me just say this because I'm trying to get a rise out of, out of every, everybody. 
No, 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 Ben. These folks are these folks are deliberately saying what they're saying to their base in order to galvanize them, especially this midterm election. Please, Ben, I'm I'm very serious. This do not how should I put it? Don't be dismissive with them. This is real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Understood. Okay. Um, and and uh, to to add to all the points that everyone is saying this morning, uh, James, James Byrd was lynched as well back in uh, ninety eight, nineteen ninety eight. Ma- matter of so, fact, the vice president brought the vice president brought that up in in her yes, uh, in her remarks. That's that's right. No, he wasn't strung up on a tree. He right. was just dragged down the just walking down the road. And just dragged yeah. down the road to the point he was decapitated. Yeah. Uh, Emmett Till, I said it again. The bill is named after Emmett Till. Emmett Till wasn't strung up on a tree. They didn't find Emmett Till's body strung up on a tree. Where did they find his body? In the river. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciate the I appreciate the lessons that you always give, Mr. Master. Right. Thanks. And eight, have a good yeah, I know I appreciate you. But let me tell you, a lesson is no good unless you take action. I'm going to tell you, man, I'd be, I'd, like I said, this is all about, this is all about this midterm election. Because if, if they gain control of the House and gain control of the Senate, they will repeal this. Uh, Russell from New York, first-time caller, here with Madison on Sirius XM Urban View. Go ahead, Russell. Good morning, Joe. First time Good caller. Uh, you know, it's funny how uh, they or the, the folks who uh, commit the crimes uh, label people as it's convenient for them. As far as lynching is concerned, insurrectionists and what have you. The insurrectionists that uh, stormed the Capitol were lynchers. It was a lynch mob. And yet, yes. and yet. What who they called the lynch mob at Attica, uh, they destroyed. They killed the lynch mob, and so it's funny how it came. It was only within three weeks, few weeks, or so during the negotiations at Attica, it took the police maybe a few minutes before they began firing on these prisoners who peacefully protested the conditions at Attica. And however, it is taking weeks and months for them to come to a conclusion on these insurrectionists who not only stormed, not only destroyed, but also people were killed at the Capitol. I just find it strange that they don't call them a lynch yeah. mob. No, no. And, and, and by the way, some of them were going to do it as the conservatives, like the, the conservatives like to say on radio or on TV, the old-fashioned way. I mean, they were, going, they were looking for the president, vice president, to string him up. On the cap, on the grounds of the Capitol, these folks brought their rope and their gallow and built it. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry, that was just symbolism. I mean, they're running through the Capitol. <clears throat> Where's Pelosi? And Lord knows what they would have done if they'd have found her. Sure, but not a I shot mean, was this, fired. No, thank you. One eight and and then and then Levine gets on television and says 
oh, these folks uh, were nothing more than civil rights activists. They weren't doing anything different. Then they weren't doing anything different than what King was doing, what Rosa Parks was doing, what the what folks were doing. I, I mean, again, why am I saying this? Why am I talking about this? Why am I asking people to respond? Because this is important to recognize. This isn't just about the past. These people are prepping for to take over the Congress in November. Now, that's what this is all about. And may I add, Joe, what Rosa Parks did and everyone else did, but also what the prisoners at Attica did you in brought a that up, way, even I, though they did hell hostages. Yeah, I know you brought that up, and and I understand that you're you're absolutely right. I'm not I'm not just you added that. I just want you to understand. And by the way, you know, let, let's be quite candid. You know, you got to spend we got to spend far more time than we're able to spend here and explain to people Attica because you got a lot of young folks don't know what hell Attica was about. That was yes, a, and you and you hit it. It was about in inhumane living conditions of those prisoners. And they had it. They had it. And and by the way, Trump, there was a lot of reform that took place after that. But, you know, I, I, I could do a whole morning on Attica. And maybe, and hopefully with you mentioning it, uh, Russell, uh, maybe the folks will Google <laughs> and, and check out the, the Attica. The Lord knows there's documentaries and video and articles about it. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. one Joseph from California. Good morning. Hey, good morning, sir. How you doing today? I'm okay. First time caller, by right. the way. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to thank your team and stuff like that and every service that you do for us. And, um, I just wanted to comment on what you've been circulating that interview, uh, interview or whatever. Um, I just that unimportant that he make the bill. He just make it seem minute, and just how uh, it's an excuse. They find an excuse every time, uh, say another race do something. But when it comes to us, we're uh, broadcasted as evil and vindictive and just scrutinized, and it just it's just. It's just wrong. It is wrong. It's just wrong. It, it absolutely is. Undervalue, underestimate, and marginalize. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just, you know. And, yeah, and I, 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 must, I, I must admit, I must admit, I really didn't think, I really didn't think or anticipate, I, maybe I should have, that the Fox, the, Fox the, the, prop, the folks over at Fox, would come back with the clips that you're you're hearing. I I never uh, thought that they would come back and and then suggest, oh, that's not priority. Oh, that's old fashioned lynching. Oh, uh, you know, um, uh, that's you know, I don't understand why they bothered. Uh, and yeah. and and not one time. I'm going to say to you, not one time, not one time did they ever talk about. The process that Bobby Scott and and um, Steny Hoyer and Kamala Harris and Tim Scott 
and and um, I said Corey Bobby Booker. Rush and uh, Cory Booker had to go through to get right. this passed. This didn't happen overnight. Yeah, this, uh, this did not happen overnight. So when it gets yeah, passed, yeah. yeah, when it gets passed, what do they do? What do they do? They then, then, oh, yeah. Now they now they want to dismiss it. Right, exactly. Get less attention off of it. Let's just yeah. move on to the next. Well, like you know, what? Excuse me. You didn't say anything while we were going through the process. You didn't come up right. with. But one, but see, this is the way they want to counter anything that we do. But I'm, I'm again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling all of you listening. I'm telling all of you listening. They've, they're telling you what they would do. Now, if you want, if you want Donald Trump to be Speaker of the House after November eighth election, then don't go vote. I'm telling you. Then, then stay home because that's what's going to happen. If you don't, if you, if you want this bill, this uh, Emmett Till anti-lynching act to be repealed, then stay home. Because that's what's going to happen. That's You're what's right. going to happen. They, and by the way, they, they are telling you that's what's going to happen. one 8255 Once again, I, I'm not chastising. I'm making an observation. I have lines open. I have lines open. In the last two days... We could we could hardly get an open line because everybody was talking about what happened at the Oscars. And what can I make this observation? What these clips we just played from Mark Levine about civil rights folks, Jesse Waters, and DeSosa is a slap in our face. See, th- th- this is, uh, let me say this, this is a slap in our face. They, th- what we did yesterday at the Rose Garden, and these folks came on TV, and this is what I call a collective slap in our face. This is more, this is more significant than two wealthy entertainers going at each other. No, really, think about that. I'm trying to give you a different perspective. This is a slap in our face. This is a slap in Emmett Till's face. This is a slap in, 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 in Emmett Till's mother's face. This is a slap in the face of those thousands of men and women and children who are lynched. You ought to have something to say. You can't do anything about what happened between Chris Rock and Will Smith. That's going to be between them and the Academy. What, but, but, but these folk are putting you on notice. Stay home if you want to. Don't vote. And if we take over, if they take over, November 8th, We're going to repeal this. And you can forget having the voting rights bill reintroduced. You can forget it. 
Matter of fact, you might get Donald Trump as the Speaker of the House. And, and then maybe, maybe you will say, well, you know, hey, you better be thinking about your children and grandchildren because that's what I'm thinking about. They'll have to live with that reality. I'm Madison, one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Let me take uh, Joseph. Oh, we did Joseph from California. You still there, Joseph? Okay. Uh, uh, let me go. I'm sorry. Let me uh, continue before I go to uh, another break. Anthony from Pennsylvania. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you doing, Mr. Madison? I'm okay. Thank you. Uh, Thank you Anthony. for all what you do and your crew. Um, and uh, I just love you, man. And every morning you motivate me to be a better person. Uh, and I do call my congressman. Good. It's in my blood, Joe, Miss Master. You got me riled up this morning. You got must have got all the Anthony's riled up too, because I heard one calling before me. But what I'm calling about this is is, is this, uh, this this lynching. You know, they're not lynching us uh, right there on the scene as the people used to watch back in the day, but they are lynching us through these bills and through the actions. And if they let to get these people in, they're devils, Joe. They don't care. They're gonna, they're, they're uh, Mr. Madison, sir. They're they're gonna, um, they're gonna make this world another scary place. And if you're not scared right now about how they're not wanting this history taught, and they're spinning it backwards on us, they're giving these people these propagandists uh, on on Fox and all these other right wing conservative uh, shows. They're giving these talking points because I hear them. They talk and they counteract and make it seem like it's not hurt. Like it's not as bad as it, what make it, uh, what it seems like, but they're killing us. Thank you, sir. One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. James from New Jersey. Good morning. Hey Joe, I love what you do. Um, I I didn't hear. I got on kind of late. Did anybody mention Ahmaud Arbery? Oh yeah. Let me tell you. I, here's what I'm going to do. Let me play. The uh, Daryl, uh, I, Daryl, I have to pop this on Daryl. Play the the clip that Kelly found uh, at yesterday's uh, a, a bill signing ceremony for for James related to uh, Arbery. But the law is not just about the past; it's about the present and our future as well. From the bullets in the back of Ahmad Arbery to countless other acts of violence, countless victims known and unknown, the same racial hatred that drove the mob to hang a noose brought that mob carrying torches out of the fields of Charlottesville just a few years ago. Racial hate isn't an old problem. It's a persistent problem, a persistent problem. And I know many of the civil rights leaders here know you've heard me say it a hundred times. Hate never goes away. It only hides. It hides under the rocks. Given just a little bit of oxygen, it comes roaring back out, screaming. But what stops it is all of us, not a few. All of us have to stop it. So there's your answer. And, and also, Joe, um, these Republicans, they keep trying to uh, paint this narrative that, you know, inflation and gas prices, 
like this is a this, that's a that's a global issue. Okay? Yes. Biden had control over signing that lynching bill, and that's what he did. Right. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, inflation is global. Every every country <clears throat> right now is going through inf- inflation. No ifs, ands, buts about. It. You're absolutely right. It's a but in addition to that, to suggest that somehow that's not a priority of uh, right. of, uh, of 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 the president is a, is just a bold faced lie. You can have multiple priorities. A president has to have multiple priorities. You know, it's just a it's just a bunch of crap. Is 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 uh, what it is. Thanks for your your uh, call. One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Jay, North Carolina. <clears throat> Excuse hey, me. Hey, good ahead. afternoon, Doctor Madison. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. Doc, uh, good morning, Doctor Madison. I just good wanted morning. to let you know that uh, <clears throat> I, I, I was on a call yesterday with uh, with Congressman Hoyer, and he gave you a shout out. He was on his way uh, after he got through speaking. He was on his way to the bill signing, and he wanted to give a special shout out to Mr. Joe Madison for <clears throat> uh, for, for for putting the light back on on this bill. So just just wanted to give you uh, and, your, your accolades and, and your, your oh, I, I appreciate that. And I and and we I, I got a great photo uh, of us together at the Rose Garden ceremony. And and I got to give let me tell you something. I got to give a shout out to him. He 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 followed through. He's the majority leader, and he said, mm-hmm. "I'm going to do this." And then he goes to Bobby Rush. He goes to um, the Karen Bass, who is chairwoman of the Congressional Black Caucus. You know, please, folks. That's why I say, be very careful when you start saying, "Oh, they don't do anything." This, you know, it's it, it's not easy. And and you know, Steny Hoyer stayed on this. It, we're going to get this done. And he didn't have to. You know, Steny Hoyer, oh, you didn't know me from from Adam, but he knew that this was important. Look at Kamala Harris. She was a senator. Cory Booker. <clears throat> and you got to give credit to Rick, um, Scott. I'm Tim Scott. Tim Scott, okay, I'm with you. I mean, it, but here's the point. It happened because we mobilized Please, everybody, understand that. We mobilized. Say it again. You know, that's what moves these folks. We mobilized. That's why you got to mobilize to get out the vote. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to fight this all the way to November 8th. I'm not going to sit back here. I'm going to use every resource I have because because I'm not going to let these people win November 8th. I'm not going to do it. I'm, and it's not, for, look, I may not be around. Who knows? But I can tell you this, I'm not going to leave my children and grandchildren having to deal with these people. Absolutely. I'm not going to do doing, it. I'm letting, right. I'm letting all my friends know, call call your, your, your county seat and, and, and check your voting status. Thank you. you. You want to you make sure... That, uh, that you're still on the books. You better make sure, because they'll purge you, and you'll look up on election day and went, well, what, wait a minute, what do you mean? I need what, this, what, I need mm-hmm. that. 1-866-801-8255, who's the next caller? Let me, let me uh, because let me tell you what's going to happen. Coming up in the next hour, Daryl and Sam Sherry, they have captured 
the full Rose Garden ceremony yesterday in which I attended, where, where uh, President Biden signed, after one of the years, 250, over 250 attempts, the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act. And I can, and look, Bobby, uh, uh, let me, let me, once again, Cory Booker, thank you. Kamala Harris. They, they were senators at the time. They jumped on this and they and they wrote the bill and they introduced it. Um, the young man I talked to yesterday said, you know, they had to kind of with, with, with Senator Harris. Should I introduce this? Is this going to be more than symbolism? Should I enter? And he said, look, you, you got to introduce this. You got to, and because of anything else, you got to put the Republicans. You, you will find out whether the Republicans are serious about this or not. And she went right ahead and do it. And then you go over to the House, and you know Bobby Rush. I mean, I I just I just you know I love him to pieces, and he never gave up. And Steny Hoyer, bam. And members of the Congressional Black Caucus, they didn't even blink. The only regret I have is that Mamie, Emmett Till's mother, is not around to see this day. Now, there were family members there, too, of Emmett Till. Anyway, so coming up, you will hear the entire... It's almost 20 minutes, so we, we're going to play so so you can hear... All the speeches that were made and the comments that were made. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. I just signed into law the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, making lynching a federal hate crime for the first time in American history. I want to thank Vice President Harris, who was a key co-sponsor of this bill when she was a United States senator. And I also want to thank Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer and members of the Congress here today, especially Congressman Hoyer, Bobby Rush, Senator Dick Durbin, and Cory Booker. I, I also want to thank Senator Tim Scott, who couldn't be here today. And the civil rights leader gathered here today, and most of all, the family of Emmett Till and Ida B. Wells. Thank you for never giving up. Never, ever giving up. It's, Matter of fact, Grandar told me that her mother was here when? And your grandmother was here when? In 1898. In 1898, in order to make a case for uh, the anti-lynching law. It was over 100 years ago in 1900, North Carolina Representative George Henry White, the son of a slave, the only black lawmaker in Congress at the time, who first introduced legislation to make lynching a federal crime. Hundreds, hundreds of similar bills have failed to pass. Over the years, several federal hate crime laws were enacted, including one I signed last year to combat COVID-19 hate crimes. But no federal law, no federal law expressly prohibited lynching, none, until today. One of the leading chronicles of our history of the lynching 
is Brian Stevenson, who happens to be a Delawarean from my home state, who wanted very much to be here today, but he could not. He helped build a national memorial for peace and justice in Montgomery, Alabama, America's first site dedicated to understanding the legacy of lynching. You know, his extensive research showed that between 1877 and 1950, more than 4,400 black people were murdered by lynching, most in the South, but some in the North as well. That's a lot of folks, man, and a lot of silence for a long time. Lynching was pure terror to enforce the lie that not everyone, not everyone belongs in America, not everyone is created equal. Terror to systematically undermine hard-fought hard civil rights. Terror, not just in the dark of the night, but in broad daylight. Innocent men, women, and children hung by nooses from trees. Bodies burned and drowned and castrated. Their crimes? Trying to vote, trying to go to school, trying to own a business or preach the gospel. False accusations of murder, arson, and robbery. Simply being black. Often the crowds of white families gathered to celebrate the spectacle, taking pictures of the bodies and mailing them as postcards. Emmett Till was an only child. He grew up in the south side of Chicago with his mother Mamie and grandparents and cousins. In the summer of 1955, Emmett turned 14 years old, ready to start eighth grade in the fall. Before school started, he wanted to visit his cousins in Mississippi. So Emmett's mom dropped him off at the train station in Chicago. Her own family fled the Delta decades earlier. So she told him, she told him the unwritten rules she had to follow. Quote, be very purpose through your pain. To find purpose through your pain. But the law is not just about the past. It's about the present and our future as well. From the bullets in the back of Ahmaud Arbery to countless other acts of violence, countless victims known and unknown, the same racial hatred that drove the mob to hang a noose brought that mob carrying torches out of the fields of Charlottesville just a few years ago. Racial hate isn't an old problem. It's a persistent problem, a persistent problem. And I know many of the civil rights leaders here know, you've heard me say it a hundred times, hate never goes away. It only hides. It hides under the rocks. Given just a little bit of oxygen, it comes roaring back out, screaming. But what stops it? It's all of us, not a few. All of us have to stop it. People like Ida B. Wells, one of the founders of the NAACP, established 100 years ago in response to racial terror across the country, a brilliant, gifted writer. She exposed the barbaric nature of, lyn of lynching as a tool to intimidate and subjugate black Americans. In her words, her courage, her convictions, she was trying to prevent the murders of Emmett Till and Ahmaud Arbery. So many others, over 4,400 others. Ida B. Ida B. Wells once said, quote, the way to right wrongs is to turn the light of truth upon the wrongs. 
turn the light of truth upon the wrongs. That's what all of you have done gathered in this Rose Garden with this bill and so much more, including Ida B. Wells' great-granddaughter, Michelle Duster, whom I'm honored to introduce to mark this historic day. Michelle, welcome to the White House and welcome to the podium. And as my mother would say, God love you, dear. See you there. I'm sorry. I'm going to just take a moment to take in this because it has been a very long time. And thank you, President Biden, for that introduction and for your leadership in signing this bill into law. My brother Dan and I are honored to be here and represent our great grandmother, Ida B. Wells Barnett, who once said, Our country's national crime is lynching. She was born enslaved in 1862, Holly Springs, Mississippi, the same state where 14-year-old Hemet Till was lynched 93 years later. She became one of the first investigative and most prominent journalists and civil rights activists of her time. She carefully chronicled names, dates, locations, and excuses used to justify lynchings. She wrote articles and pamphlets and gave speeches about the atrocities. And it was personal to her because three of her enterprising friends, Thomas Moss, Will Stewart, and Calvin McDowell, who co-owned a grocery store in Memphis, were lynched in 1892. She knew these upstanding men who were leaders in the community. They were guilty of no crime. Through her writing and speaking, she exposed uncomfortable truths that upset the status quo. Truths that lynching was being used as an excuse to terrorize the black community in order to maintain a social and economic hierarchy based on race. And for that, her life was threatened, her printing press was destroyed, and she was exiled from the South. Despite losing everything, she continued to speak out across this country and Great Britain about the violence and terror of lynching. She eventually settled in Chicago, where I was born, and where Emmett Till was born. And in 1898, in response to the lynching of Postmaster Fraser Baker in Lake City, South Carolina, she visited President William S. McKinley right here in Washington to urge him to make lynching a federal crime. Since my great-grandmother's visit to the White House 124 years ago, there have been over 200 attempts to get legislation enacted. And 17 years ago, in 2005, my brother Dan spoke at the Senate press conference where they issued an apology for not passing the legislation. But we finally stand here today, generations later, to witness this historic moment of President Biden signing the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill into law. 
today because of the tenacity of the civil rights leaders and commitment of members of Congress who are here today. And because of someone who was instrumental in this bill when she was a senator and someone my great grandmother would especially be proud of. It is my humble honor to introduce the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris. Good job. All good. <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Michelle, thank you for your powerful words. I was so glad that we had some time uh, in the Oval Office with the President to talk with you about the historic day that we are celebrating, but on the shoulders of so many, including your family and you, who have written about it, maintaining your family's legacy of speaking truth always. So thank you. It's good to see everybody. President Biden, members of Congress, I have to shout out to the CBC, um, to my fellow Americans, thank you all. So lynching, well, it, we know it's a stain on the history of our nation. Since our founding, and in particular, in the century following the Civil War, thousands of people in states across our nation were tortured and murdered by vigilantes. They were dragged from their homes. They had ropes wrapped around their necks. They were hanged, burned, drowned, and dismembered. Often, as the President said, as their families were forced to watch and as crowds gathered to spectate. These lynchings were motivated, of course, by racism and meant to cause terror. They were acts committed to secure political and social control. But they were not designated crimes by the federal government. Lynching was not considered a crime by the federal government. Legislation to make lynching a federal crime was first introduced in the United States Congress in the year 1900. It failed. In the 122 years since, anti-lynching legislation has been introduced to the United States Congress more than 200 times, advanced by leaders such as James Weldon Johnson of the NAACP, and of course, the phenomenal Ida B. Wells, those who courageously knew what had to be done and were undeterred. And when we speak of Ida B. Wells, let's understand the courageous nature of that incredible American who used her skill, her profession, her calling as a journalist, as President Biden noted, to help open the eyes of our nation to the terror of lynching, which speaks, of course, to the role that we have known also historically, I'm going off script for a moment, about the importance of the black press and the importance of making sure that we have the storytellers always in our community who we will support to tell the truth when no one else is willing to tell it. And so those heroes who petitioned every president from McKinley to Hoover to support federal legislation. Anti-lynching legislation was introduced in the wake 
of some of these most brutal attacks. After the murder of Mary Turner in 1918, after the murder of Emmett Till in 1955, and James Byrd, Jr. in 1998, and James Craig Anderson in 2011. And it failed again and again, and again and again, anti-lynching legislation was reintroduced in the United States Congress by leaders who understood that our past must not and cannot be forgotten, that the truth must be spoken no matter how difficult it is to speak, and certainly no matter how difficult it is to hear. Leaders who understood that the victims of lynching and their families and all of our society deserve that we recognize the crimes and the injustice of what was occurring, and that the people of our nation deserve the protection of a federal, federal anti-lynching law. When I served in the United States Senate, it was a profound honor to sponsor, with Cory Booker, the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act. And I want to say a, a thing about Cory Booker. I'm going to talk about him in front of his face. <laughs> Cory Booker, I have had the privilege of working with, and he is a man of uncommon courage, unmatched moral clarity, and an unwavering commitment to doing what is right. Thank you, Cory Booker. And I also want to recognize and thank Senator Tim Scott, whose partnership, of course, helped us pass this legislation, and with Congressman Bobby Rush. Where is he? There you are. Who kept this fight alive for so many years in the United States Congress. Congressman Rush, you have dedicated your career to guiding our nation toward justice, and I thank you. And thank you to so many other leaders who are gathered here who helped us reach this very important day. Leaders who witnessed the brutal reality of lynching, such as Ollie Gordon and Reverend Wheeler Parker, cousins of Emmett Till, for whom the stories of these crimes are not lines in a history book, but vivid memories. So today we are gathered to do unfinished business to acknowledge the horror in this part of our history, to state unequivocally that lynching is and has always been a hate crime, and to make clear that the federal government may now prosecute these crimes as such. Lynching is not a relic of the past. Racial acts of terror still occur in our nation. And when they do, we must all have the courage to name them and hold the perpetrators to account. And with that, I'll close by saying this. I believe that so often, and it has been said, the victims of lynching were targeted. And let's be clear about this. Because they were working to build a better America. That's what they were doing. It was in everybody's best interest what they were doing. But unfortunately, the cowards couldn't see, didn't understand, 
Those folks who were killed, they were business owners creating economic opportunity in their community by which all would prosper and benefit. They were teachers educating the next generation of America's leaders. They were activists who were defending the sacred freedom to vote. So today, as we recognize them, as we recognize our history, let us also be here gathered to recommit ourselves to that unfinished business as well, to continuing to fight for freedom, for opportunity, and justice for all. May God bless you, and may God bless America. Thank you all. Great job. Thank you. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.